Welcome to a very special Oscars edition of Dr. C's House Calls. We are skipping the pretension today. We've had enough. We've had enough of old Hollywood. Had enough of those old rich white men telling us what to do. Just like, just like no one's going to support me on this. Everyone's those sitting there. scumbags. Someone's sit, everyone's sitting around like, he's gone too far this time. <laughs> no, I agree. Totally. <laughs> I was just looking at my phone. I'm sorry. Those guys haven't seen movies in years. They haven't. They haven't seen a movie since the Maltese Falcon came out. Maybe they're just so old they can't really see. Well, we or here. We are ditching the pretension. We are about to deal out the common man's Oscars. Because, quite frankly, the Oscars this year were boring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, There's only about two, three movies on the entire thing that I watched it. And actually, really liked. Um, Whiplash is supposed to be good. I haven't got to see it yet. The little bit I've seen of Birdman was incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, American Sniper, but that's because I'm a patriot. Right. Except you don't love the patriots. No, I don't like. I don't love the patriots. Yeah. I just love an American patriot. <laughs> you love the Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot. I love that movie. What a great movie. A guy's head gets taken off by a cannonball. What's more American than that? The look of just abject horror on your face was great. So, yes, we are about to... I, I was watching the Oscars, and I thought, I wonder what percentage of America that's watching the Oscars right now have actually seen even half of these movies right now. It's probably just a ploy to get other people to watch the movies that nobody's seen oh it's a it's a huge the oscars right now though it it doesn't really matter per se what they do because the oscars are a massive television event up there with the super bowl we're talking about ratings um sponsorships galore uh samsung remember when ellen degeneres did that selfie with everybody and it got like all the retweets i don't know and that was a that was actually orchestrated by Samsung to advertise the phone that took that picture. Samsung. Yeah. Gotcha. They already got you. They 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 knew exactly how to get Phil Tivitt with <laughs> with Ellen DeGeneres selfies with Jennifer Lawrence and all those people. But yeah, so we are we are not sponsored by anyone on this podcast. Um you can apply if you want one. What are you doing with that fifty dollars I give you every week? <laughs> You're here, aren't you? So I have to pay to be on this? <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Okay, okay, just making sure. No, but we are going to have the People's Oscars right here in Phil Tivitt's living room. I am Dr. C, your, your kind of host for the evening. I'm joined by my expert panelists, pharmacist Phil Tivitt. Hello, world. And Tori. That's all you get. Just Tori. Just Tori. You're so just. Just Tori. And fair. That's why we had to bring you along. You're, you're our fair and balanced counterpart. I'm actually here to program. break up any fights yeah, between. So in case yeah, it's going to get rough. It could get rough. It could get wild. The first few categories, I think, it's going to be... It, it could be close, but I don't think there'll be any fights till later. Yeah, I think our last two awards, there'll be very strong words between me and mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, yeah. We are you know, we are trying to keep a clean podcast, but you never know what's gonna happen. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a wild card, everybody. Our credentials for this, people might be wondering, what in the world are these guys' credentials? We watch a lot of movies. Probably more than they do. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not be true. Because <laughs> there, there are movies on here that some people have seen and the others haven't. So we're going to duel it out on merit and interpersonal skills, really. So we'll see. We'll see what we can do. All right. Well, for our first category tonight at the Doctor C Oscars, I don't. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better name to to combine that too. I'll think about it. All right. We'll have a we'll have a name for our award by the end of the night. The first category is best visual effects. Now we chose three movies but it's really only between two. Oh, definitely we only added that third one just because we we had to you know round it out at least kind of dawn of the planet of the apes interstellar and guardians of the galaxy now really the only two <laughs> competitors in this category should be interstellar and dawn of the planet oh of the definitely apes. definitely because I, I loved interstellar because they had their work cut out for them they had to just take all these really complex scientific thoughts, some stuff that's completely theoretical, and then animate it and have real people go into it. And it's nuts. It's a gorgeous movie, both in scenery and in effects. Because I mean, I'm counting, you know, digital scenery. Because oh, yeah. I don't think they actually sent Matthew McConaughey to Saturn because he's too busy filming Lincoln commercials. They would have sent him in a Lincoln, I believe. Yeah. I'm really disappointed you guys wouldn't let me nominate him for best actor for his Lincoln commercials. I'd let you do that. Okay. I don't know why you haven't done that. Well, we'll get to that later then. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, though. Andy Serkis, my God. What can he do? It was amazing just all the stuff that they accomplished with that. Because the apes looked real. I, I went into it. I kind of just went because it's over the summer. We had nothing to do. Did, yeah, we went saw, yeah, we went and saw that together. And I was like, eh, you know, what? what's the worst it could be? It was amazing just visually alone because it looked real. Oh, yeah. I've... And this is, this is an era where like, you look at the Terminator, the new Terminator trailer looks terrible looks like a playstation 2 cutscene, but this movie it looked it looked real is what graphics should be used for i've not seen this movie and it makes me a little sad you'll have to borrow it i believe it's right there on that that shelf over there so many movies on that shelf not really not not as many as i'd like to be yeah you need a bigger shelf but i have them all saved somewhere so (laughs) all right it's good to know so when it comes down to it, I guess we're we're going with really real apes or versus space. versus highly theoretical science. Yes. I'm going to I'm just going to put my two cents in. I really think the theoretical science would be a lot harder than creating something that you know what it looks like. You know how it's supposed to act. I think the creativity that went into Interstellar was just phenomenal. I mean, I can't even fathom some of those things that they talked about in that movie. And I, I agree with that because um, Christopher Nolan actually went to some theoretical physicist. Oh, yeah. And asked them about it. And the physicists themselves went to Nolan and said, you know, 
if we could ever see a black hole, that's what it would look like. And I think that's just something that's really amazing, the fact that he kind of hit it right on and not trying to take any way, anything away from Planet of the Apes. But like Tori said, this is all theory. This is all right out of the imagination. Especially, I guess we should give a warning right here that just because we're talking movies, some spoilers. Oh, definitely. Uh, the scene where he's in the bookshelf in that kind oh, of yeah. five-dimensional space. Incredible. And that, that's how do you how do you even begin to animate something like that? that? And that's one of the beauties about Nolan. He can take sit there, and he tries to do everything as much as he can. When he when he does a movie, he sits there and tries to know as much as he can about the topic, and go from there. And mm-hmm. I feel like he did, him and his brother who do a lot of their movies together. Spent a lot of time studying all of the science behind that movie, mm-hmm. and that's what, in my opinion, just made it so great. I mean, even the uh, the animation of the uh, robots—I can't remember their names off the top of my head. I just like that was something to me that was just super cool. Yeah. Uh, Plus, e- evil Matt Damon. You know what? As soon as I saw <laughs> Matt Damon on the screen for that movie, I was like, I can't, I can't even handle this. Well, we'll you get can't to, even. We'll can't, can't even. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, I think I think it's safe to say this may be the only time where we agree with the Academy. I think the Dr. C. Oscar for visual effects goes to Interstellar. Can we get a sound effect like a stamp of approval or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll put that in in post. Sweet. All right, we're moving along to soundtrack. Doing some of the, the quicker categories first. We're really only three contenders here in our books. Hans Zimmer for Interstellar, which is a beautiful soundtrack. It kind of... To me, it really incorporated the whole vastness of space. He's got the the organ that really just stretches out and echoes everywhere. Uh, Henry Jackman also nominated Captain America: The Winter Soldier soundtrack, which was kind of I, I didn't know how I felt about it at first because they took all the themes from the first movie, all the like soundtrack cues, and just threw them out. And I wasn't sure how I felt about that, but I liked it. It's kind of it's more modern. It felt more like a espionage thriller soundtrack but that's really what the movie was at the end of the day and then guardians of the galaxy which that's a classic which really it's a good mix of of soundtrack but it's really famous for all the for the awesome mix volume one really yes which for me the awesome mix volume one is probably my top three like just soundtracks mm-hmm. of all time but it's really, I, I know it's more of a mixtape, but that le- that contributed so much to the movie. Oh, definitely. I feel like that those songs improved the movie so much. It made it that much more enjoyable. Not that it was a bad movie at all, yeah. but it only it only made it better. It uh, never detracted. Today I was listening to Ooh Child, and I can only think about Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dancing. <laughs> it's a Sing dance-off, bro. Uh, all right. Take I'm distracting about. you, you <laughs> turd blossom. <laughs> I love that movie. So between the three of those, I gotta say, Hans Zimmer is definitely more like artsy and you know very orchestral. But that's what Hans Zimmer does. But Guardians of the Galaxy, the soundtrack really it really made the movie, and it really added an extra level of relatability, which is something that you don't always get in a space movie. That and it just had a lot of comic relief. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's just like the opening scene 
house openings. That was where he's in. It's like kind of Indiana Jones esque. He lands on the planet. Oh yeah, and, and like the title sequence. Uh, I wasn't really sold on Guardians of the Galaxy um, when it first came out because a lot of people were like, "What? What is this?" And in Disneyland in California, Tori and I, because I saw we sent you the picture to brag yeah, I was about so it. Jealous. They had the sneak peek there because Disney owns Marvel, and we went in and watched it. And I was kind of like, nah, I'll just do it because, you know, it'd be cool to see it. Just get a sneak peek. So, you know, I'll determine whether I want to see it or not. And you didn't record it for me. No, I didn't. I, I was didn't. highly upset. There were very few people in that theater because it was early in the morning and they would have seen me. That's when you punch me in the throat and run. It's also in 3D. Oh, okay. But, and, it, like, they show it in the opening scene and he gets to the point and he, like, clicks on the tape player and it's coming at your love. And he just like points out and just the title just <laughs> yeah. goes on the screen. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a great movie. And that's what convinced me. So I think as a group, we have agreed. Again? Yes, I know. Well, that's why we put these first. The best soundtrack of the year. The Dr. C Oscar goes to Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'll put in there another sound effect for you. And hey, you can go get it at a Books a Million right now for a very good price. Just so everybody knows, I got it the other day. Where's there a Books a Million? A oh, Barnes Noble, my bad. Oh, my okay. Bad. <laughs> the same place. I didn't even know those things were still around. Best Animated Film. The nominees are Book of Life, The Lego Movie, and How to Train Your Dragon 2. Um, I enjoyed Book of Life the second half. First half was really weak. I was watching it on a plane, so that's very least objectionable material ask you know that's when you're like uh, okay it's better than just sitting here but it, the, the second half was very good i thought i don't even know what that one's about it's kind of more it's kind of like mexican folk story okay uh, it's good though uh once you once you get into it the beginning's very slow but the, the ending was good and then how to train your dragon 2 i don't know i didn't i didn't see that one i didn't the first one was all right to me I really enjoyed the first one. Did not have an opportunity to see the second one. I, I watched the second one. It was, in my opinion, it had a lot more emotional weight on you than the first one did. Mm-hmm. There were, It was a, a lot more, I think, backstory than the first one. And I, I watched it several times just because we rented it one night and every member of my family hadn't seen it, so we all watched it over and over again until they had. But... I really enjoyed that one. However, I would vouch more for the Lego movie just because of how fun that movie was. And I had my doubts about it before I ever saw it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and just thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very well done. All of the actors and actresses, which everybody was in that movie, but they all did a phenomenal job. And even the songs that were in that movie, like Tegan and Sarah did uh, the Everything is Awesome yeah. song. Which is one of those songs that it's obnoxious, but it gets in your head and it never leaves. Right. The only movie on that list I saw was the Lego movie. And it, I enjoyed it. I guess there wasn't very many animated movies out this year that I really had an opportunity to see. Yeah, there really weren't. I mean, except for Big Hero 6. Yeah, and I, I still haven't got to see that one. Yeah, but, I um, that one. That's based on a Marvel storyline, not it? It's a Marvel storyline from japan oh okay i know a little bit about the big hero six but i don't know that much but uh well it won the oscar yeah 
and uh, it's it's out now, so I might go give it a rent and watch it. But uh, a lot of people sur- were surprised that a Lego movie didn't get nominated because it's just kind of a. From what I've heard, I haven't seen it yet. It's just a fun film. I know it has. Not only does it have like every actor in it, but it's got a little bit of everything. In it. I mean, it has Batman. Will Arnett is Batman. And it has Morgan Freeman. Yeah. It, and Chris. It was Brown one of those that I went to go see, see that movie, and I couldn't get anybody to go with me. And I looked like a creeper because I was a twenty-year-old <laughs> sitting in there with a room full of children with their uh, parents. But I like I I laughed out loud watching that movie, and I don't mm-hmm. laugh out loud at almost any movie, even comedies. And it was just really fun. I guess it was very mm-hmm. imaginative imaginative to do something with just Legos. I guess that's something really... I hadn't seen anything like it. Right. So I don't think very many people have. Well, I think I think it's settled. The, Again. Uh, the Dr. C. Oscar for Best Animated Film goes to the Lego Movie. Dun, dun, dun. Now we're getting into the serious stuff. We're getting into the, the room for debate. We're moving into Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Uh, the nominees are Anna Kendrick from Into the Woods, Jessica Chastain from Interstellar, Scarlett Johansson from Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and 90-year-old Haley Atwell from Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Because, I mean, who didn't cry at that scene where she's just like, Steve, Oh, yeah, that, scene got, that scene got me. Yeah, that, really, like, that, really, that threw everybody for a loop because <laughs> we were just not, we were not prepared. That's... But Scarlett Johansson really gave, I think, probably the best performance in a... I guess in her Marvel career, yeah. Cause maybe she was outside of Iron Man too, because she had a pretty big role in that. But she had a huge role in Winter Soldier. She did a lot of character development, I thought. Which I hope they use that and carry it on into the Avengers. Two, yeah, Age of Ultron. I believe they are. Yeah, but uh, let's see, I didn't see Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain as the as Matthew McConaughey's daughter in Interstellar. She did a really, really she did a very incredible job. Like. I saw myself liking her more and more as the movie went on. Yeah. And her interaction with the the brother and also um the what I can't remember his name, but it was played by oh what's his name? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah. his uh, the scientist, yeah. And then her relationship with her father really helped make that movie it it got your heart, you know. Oh, def- definitely, especially the scene with uh, the videotape. Yeah. When it just really got to me, like in the movie theater, that whole scene in general, like probably my favorite scene of 2014 was Matthew McConaughey's scene where he's watching the old video. Yeah, that was a great. That was like a it, phenomenal it had me. Scene. It had me like yeah. tore up, and I don't get that attached to movies, so. Mm. Well, since I'm the only one that saw Into the Woods, I'll give a little background on Anna Kendrick, which I'm sure you all know that she has a she has a really good voice. She did a lot of soprano song in Into the Woods, and her vocal range in this movie it surprised me because I didn't know she could get that high. But um, Phil, did you know you could get that high? I knew you were gonna make that joke. <laughs> Maybe one <laughs> but day. She, she did a really good job and she really added some character to the movie because she's she's very fun she has a very fun personality and she played cinderella in the movie 
So you, you kind of think of Cinderella as this really quiet character, but Anna Kendrick really brought some life into that role. Are they making a Cinderella movie? Or it's coming out soon, isn't it? Yeah, I think next month. So much Cinderella. Well, Into the Woods was every single story, every single little kid story ever. So you had to have Cinderella in there. Well, this is this is a tough one for me. If it was between, if it was up to me, I'd choose between Jessica Chastain and Scarlett Johansson. I mean, when it comes down to, I guess, just sheer emotions, I would choose Jessica Chastain. Yeah, that I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I see Scarlett Johansson more as almost a leading role in Captain America: Winter Soldier because she played such a vital yeah she really did to Captain America. I don't know. I would almost consider her to be one of the top people in that movie. This is a tough one for me, guys. This this is a tough one. Can we just watch them both right now? And yeah, make a decision? We'll, we'll just watch them both and commentate the entire time. Yeah. Can we flip a coin? Is that an Interstellar is only, what, three hours, and Captain America is like two and a half, so... We'll get back to you in five hours. Yeah, we'll have like a six-hour podcast today. Enjoy the ride, everybody. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the tough call here, and I'm gonna say Jessica Chastain because it and it really is. If I had to do it for one scene, it would be between her and Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar because that scene, that's, guys, come on, yeah, had me tear up in the theater. Cried. Knowing me, me, I probably cried. Had you, me tear up in the theater. I almost cried. I might have cried a single stoic tear. There's probably a bald eagle in it. Probably, yeah. I support your decision. All right. Well, I can't disagree. The Dr. C. Oscar for Best Actress in a Supporting Role goes to Jessica Chastain from Interstellar. <laughs> Best Actor in a Supporting Role now. Uh, we have Neil Patrick Harris from Gone Girl, Johnny Depp from Into the Woods, Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy, and Anthony Mackie from Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Uh, you're going to have to tell me about Neil Patrick Harris' okay, role. Okay, that... That was probably one of my favorite supporting roles of this year. Uh, basically, not to ruin any of the movie, he plays this creepy mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend who holds the Gone Girl throughout the um, throughout one part of the movie, and he plays it very, very creepily. And that's what I liked about him. Like he was that creepy stalker of an ex-boyfriend who would like. And he played it so well. Kind of like a side he'd never seen before. Yeah. yeah. And just like, you could seem like trying to get it, like trying to connect with her. And then when she was like turning away, but she still really needed him. She like, he like forced his authority upon her, which I was just like, you know, every time I see Neil Patrick Harrison, he's usually playing like, because I don't, I haven't seen that movie, many movies with him in it. But mm-hmm. I think of Harold and Kumar, where he's just like the comic, right? Comic character. Or everyone thinks of it as Barney. Yeah, Barney. Yeah. And like, because at one point in time, I was like, "What in the hell happened to Barney? Like, why is he an <laughs> asshole right now?" <laughs> and uh, it's just one of those things that you really need to watch it, I guess, because I'm, I'm having a hard time explaining it. But I really enjoyed his performance. Well, tell about Johnny Depp and Into the Woods. Well, this is difficult because you all haven't seen it. But is, he, is he Captain Jack Sparrow? He is not. Is he Tonto? No. He he brings his just crazy 
I don't know what to call it. Very Johnny Deppness. Yes, Johnny Deppness. He brings the (laughs) Deppness. He brings depth to the movie. (laughs) Oh, what what character does he He play? He plays the the wolf, like the big bad wolf in the Little Red Riding Hood scene, and he does a solo song where he just it's nuts. Like he goes crazy, and he did a great job at both singing and the charisma that you expect with Johnny Depp. And he, he made that character come alive. He he was playing a wolf in the movie and he was just dressed kind of like in a, in a suit that looked, it had characteristics of a wolf, but he even played the grandma. He was, it was (laughs) on point. It was great. But, um, it, it was a lot of comic relief. That's really cool. Well, I chose Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy because as Drax the Destroyer, he sold that role to me. He might have been my favorite secondary Guardian. And I know everyone out there loves Groot. Everyone out there loves Rocket. You're looking at me. You ha- your eyes are so dead. Your eyes are dead like a shark's. It's terrifying. There can only be one Rocket. He, Dave Bautista sold that role to me, though. He was he was fun. Like he, he was, was this angry, was. angry guy, and the whole thing that he doesn't <laughs> understand metaphors. <laughs> that was that was really funny. Nothing goes over my, my head. head. I would, I would catch, catch it. it. And there's a there's a certain level of physical comedy to his role. Like I remember the scene where they drive, they fly the plane into um, bad guy's ship, and he is just cracking up in the back seat. He is having the time of his life. My favorite part, though, with him is when Baby Groot is dancing and he's sharpening his knife. Yeah. Keeps looking back and... Oh, by the way, they're getting ready to release a dancing Baby Groot, like, yeah. toy, and I'm going to be the first one in line to get that. So many people. That's just... They might as well just print their own money. Basically. Yeah. But... They're supporting actors in that well, that movie in general. It was It was a great ensemble cast. Yeah. I guess we could do best voiceover. Best voiceover. For vo- voice actor. There we go. But uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm standing firm with Neil Patrick Harris. Well, there's still one more I haven't talked about. Anthony Mackie from Captain America, The Winter oh, Soldier, as Falcon. He was good, too. There's not a bad one in this one. Either. Because he, I mean, he really, he, he's shown in that movie. He was great for a guy that I hadn't heard of him before. I I don't know what else has he been in. No, let me check really quick. But but he yeah. came in as just you know they introduced him in the opening scene and then throughout the movie you know he really he really grew on you. Favorite quote by Anthony Mackie: "I made breakfast. If you all eat that kind of stuff." <laughs> and you know he up. played such a good part that I'm like I'm really hoping, really hoping that they. Bring him, even if it's for a little bit in the Avengers. Yeah. Because the, the Falcon's such an interesting character in general, mm-hmm. but... And the way they the way they set him up, you know, it was kind of the pararescue, more or less, was very cool. And, and even if he's in there for like five seconds... Ooh, he's rumored to be in Age of Ultron, by the way. Okay. Well, I'd be, and he'll be in Civil War for sure. Oh, definitely. They, they got to pull on. out all the stops. Yeah. He was in Gangster Squad... Him and Chris Pratt were in a movie here recently, or not Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, um, together. I saw a trailer on TV, and I was like, hey, it's like the sequel. <laughs> it's the Civil War. And was, it's like a romantic comedy, though. 
Based on the title of this award, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Anthony Mackie's character supported Captain America. Very much so. I guess so you're I'm going to go li- with if him. going to take it literally. Oh, <laughs> you know what? He was he was in uh, We Are Marshall. There's the one that I really remember him from. He was in that? Mm-hmm. That movie came out so long ago. I know. Ago. I know. T- uh, nine years ago, actually. Wow. I say I knew I knew him from something that I used to watch all the time, and he's also in Eight Mile. What the Eminem movie? Yeah, I don't remember. A lot better Papa than Don. Cool as Ice, the Vanilla Ice movie. We don't even want to talk about Vanilla Ice. We don't yeah, get. We get, we get we talk, we'll, we'll do a whole episode about Vanilla Ice. I can mean, it just be just, me ranting about how awful of a person he is? Yeah, and we'll have Tori's friend Tori rapping <laughs> Ice Ice Baby over the top the entire time. Okay, so. Can we can we reach a decision on this one? Because I get I mean if we're gonna vote, I think there's two to one right now. So on on Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. well, that's, and that's and that's a good choice. I'm yeah. not trying to. I I would be I'm fine with him or Dave Bautista just because I enjoyed Drax's character so much, and I don't know if he was the one I went in there expecting to enjoy so much. I will agree with that because I sit there because they 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 played up Rocket and Groot and. Chris Pratt so much through the lead up to that movie that they when Drax came through and he was like he was one of the the funniest characters if only for playing the the straight guy kind of to the the wacky group. Uh yeah, because we actually talked about that once we um, left the movie theater and we were going back to the radio station to talk about the movie, like how like I was in there I was like he could be really undersold and he was probably the funniest yeah. character in the entire movie. Yeah. They could have they could have really, you know, worn that out leading up to it. I think the fact they didn't made it more Yeah, enjoyable. yeah. And I was like he did such a good job, but um, I agree. And I'm looking forward to his role as the evil henchman in the new Bond movie. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. But I think we're gonna we're gonna call it the Doctor C best Actor in a supporting role, Anthony Mackie, Captain America, Winter Soldier. All right, now into the even more serious territory. Best actress in a leading role. Now for this we have... How do you... Tori, how do you pronounce that name? Shailene. Shailene. Woodley. Woodley, yes, from The Fault in Our Stars. The total chick flick, I understand, but that's why we brought you along because you kind of get the other side. It was just Phil and I. It it would just be explosions for days. It automatically rules out any any of my nominees, though, because you two are going to vote against mine. It's okay, though. I I didn't. I didn't see the movie, so I couldn't judge it. Right, and that's I figured as much. But she she played the girl with cancer in the movie, and I thought everyone in that movie had cancer. Well, everyone did have cancer, but she was the main character, and. Just she did, she did such a good job. It really pulled at your heartstrings. I cried. Everybody cried that saw that movie. But I, I nominated her because I don't know. She just did such a great job with her character. She, I mean, it takes it takes a lot of acting skills to play someone with cancer. You don't understand what you're what they're going through. And from what I've heard from articles and stuff, cancer patients. They they really agreed with how she mm-hmm. played out her role. Well, it's the same thing, I guess, kind of to a more extreme physical extent with uh, 
with Redmayne from uh, Theory of Everything, just kind of going mm-hmm. off on a on a small yeah. because he had to play uh, Stephen Hawking, who has uh, Lou mm-hmm. Gehrig's disease, and that took such a physical toll on him playing that. And I mean, you have to do vocally and physically, and he had to play a man whose body is deteriorating. And so I can I can see why he won best uh, best lead actor. But uh, it's kind of to the same degree as that, though. Yeah, you had to get in the mind of yeah. said And I'm person. sure she had to do a lot of background research to play that role. She probably had to go visit cancer patients. Mm-hmm. And she really pulled it off. Well, there are other nominees. Anne Hathaway from Interstellar, who I thought did a good job opposite McConaughey in his Lincoln commercial. What if she made an appearance on a Lincoln commercial? That'd be funny. <laughs> I don't and think Matthew McConaughey's agent would let it happen, though. He is the sudden, face of Lincoln. And then all He's of, the Lincoln lawyer. And then all of a sudden, like, it turns into rocket ship and they go to <laughs> outer space. <laughs> they go through the wormhole. I thought, yeah, she did a, a good job in that movie. I'm not the world's biggest Anne Hathaway fan, but I, I enjoyed her performance in that movie. She, she actually got my attention with... Uh, Dark Knight Rises, because I was, I, to be completely honest, I was terrified when she was announced to be Catwoman. <laughs> and then when she finally played it, I was like... That's because you're afraid of cats and women. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> A Catwoman is like your biggest <laughs> nightmare, dude. <laughs> well, she's just kind of going back to her start as an actress... Some of her earlier Princess Diaries. Well, yeah, some of her earlier movies were just very cliche and, you know, not not very good. They were good for like a twelve year old girl, but she has grown so much as an actress. Yeah, and I appreciate her for that. I mean, I I saw her in Les Mis, and she she did a fantastic job in that. Um, and I think she did a good job in Interstellar too. Yeah, I, I enjoyed her performance, especially I like the whole draw about. Because her, the moment with her, I associate in that movie is the speech about love. Yes, and how it connects through time and space. Because she's talking, she's trying to convince them all to go see where her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was probably one of the better better scenes from a lead female role. Like if I had to identify one scene of a movie, that one, and then the um, the scene with. Matthew McConaughey looking back at the videos, but yeah. yes, that that scene, I like. Also, I was kind of inspired I think of after Matt that. Damon being a jerk. Yeah, I saw that coming though. <laughs> as soon as it came on screen, being yeah. a jerk. <laughs> also nominated, best actress in a leading role, Jennifer Lawrence for Mocking Jay Part One because she came through. I'm going to really say she did. gets my vote. It was I did her performance in that movie in Hunger Games. Meh. In Catching Fire, yeah, it was all right. Mocking Jay, she really came through and she sold the role it of Katniss. It was so real. I would, I would have to watch it. I didn't see it because I didn't hear very many good things about that movie. Her, she was one of the best things about that movie. Okay. Her, her acting chops were shining through there. Because I didn't like the movies very well, and I loved the books other than the last book. I was like, well, I'm not a huge fan of the movies, and this is my least favorite of the books. So I'm not going to spend $10 to go see this. Well, every part one movie is kind of hard to watch because it's just a setup. Oh, yeah. It's just a setup for the next movie. But she she really sold the role. She was 
Uh, during the all the scenes where she needed to be emotional, you know, you bought it. You bought the emotion. And I feel like that was something that I had trouble doing in the other Hunger Games movies. I will agree with that for the for the first two that I have seen. And then the lo- the last nominee in this category, Angelina Jolie from Maleficent. I don't know if you saw Maleficent or not. I did not. I- but uh, Tori and I watched it, and she did a great job. She, she really, really did. did. Yeah. Um, just it's kind of a you know like a wicked kind of a old spin on a fairy tale, you know, where the villain might not be as bad as you think and she it's a movie about loss and i know a lot of people compared it to kind of a rape metaphor in it um at one point her she's a fairy her wings get forcibly stolen she's drugged by this guy that she loves yeah no i mean it goes to a really dark place in the movie is that intended for children yeah i mean it was I mean, it's not literal rape, but it's um, yeah, uh, heavy, metaf- heavy yeah. metaphors. And she she sold it. It was another kind of emotional role. It was a role that I maybe didn't expect as much emotion out of. You know, you'd think Angelina Jolie and kind of a, just a Disney movie, you know, isn't there for the paycheck. But I think I think she really showed up to play ball for that movie. And she's just, she's so beautiful. She was just the perfect person to play that role because Maleficent is just this very beautiful, very dark character. Kind of majestic. Yeah, and I never ever considered Maleficent to be that type of character. I always remember her from the cartoon version of Sleeping Beauty. Uh Uh-huh. But she changed my entire opinion of the whole story, Sleeping Beauty. I was actually angry. I was angry with how she had been treated, and I was backing her up by mm-hmm. the end of that movie. So, I will say this: we forgot someone, from my opinion, for the best uh, actress role is Miss Pike from Gone Girl. Oh, okay. I always, I don't ever remember how her first name, but Rosamund. Yes, she was. For me, it's very hard in cinema to make me just absolutely hate a character. Like, I always try to see one positive thing about a single character. And that's why my best actor choice is who it is. But um, I absolutely hated her during that movie. Like, and I don't know, she just played the part so well of that, like, manipulative. Manipulative. Help me out here, guys. I can't say the word. Manipulative. There we go. Uh, Like, woman, like, she would like say that someone raped her just to get away from them yeah. when they had done nothing. And I like, I left the movie theater hating that woman. If we can, if we can go by people that we just abjectly hate, uh, I don't know how to say his name because he is Japanese. I, I think it's Takamasa Ishihara. He was in unbroken. And I don't oh. know if I could go back and nominate him for supporting role because he played the prison oh. camp, the the Japanese officer in charge of the prison camp they were in. And man, I just hated him. He sold that. I would hate to be him because I was so angry with him by the end of that movie. Like he was just, he played that role just, I mean, he had to be just sadistically cruel yeah. and just terrifying. That's- and he, he sold it because I hated him. And that's that's why I like Miss Pike so much because I like I left the movie theater 
and just like literal anger. I was like, I was like, that's the girl that Philip Tibbet probably end up with, and just I don't know, it was she, like she thoroughly pissed me off in a good way after leaving that movie theater. Mm-hmm. So what are we gonna do? It's a tough one. Are we gonna fight for it? I mean, fisticuffs. We could Rochambeau for it. But I'm I'm gonna say my vote goes to Angelina Jolie and Maleficent because I was blown away. I wasn't expecting anything out of that movie, and I, I enjoyed it because of her. She she made it a good movie. Well, most of her movies are action. Most of her movies, from what I've seen, are all where she's like shooting people and she's like a spy or she's killing off somebody. I don't know, and she really changed characters. Yeah, there wasn't too much action in Maleficent. She was, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. I I, I can't it. agree just for some fact I didn't see the movie. So, all right, well we will have one respectful dissension. We will we yeah. will award two thirds <laughs> of the Doctor C ac- best actress in a leading role to Angelina Jolie in Maleficent, with special honorable super mention. To Rosamund Pike. There we go. That's that's perfect for me. All right. Now we're getting real serious. Oh. Best actor in a leading role. Chris Evans for Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Andy Serkis as Caesar in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Chris Pratt for Guardians of the Galaxy. Ben Affleck in Gone Girl, and Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. I want to add. I think his name is. Is Jack O'Connell? I believe that's his name. I looked it up a second ago. Yes, and he was Louie in Unbroken because he also did a very, very good job. That is the uh, that last movie, Unbroken, was the only one I hadn't seen on the list, and I could go on for hours and hours about every single one of those actors and their performances. Though we could have done a podcast dedicated to just this. As a matter of fact, we could have done a podcast dedicated solely to movie of the year oh without a <laughs> doubt because i could sit there and go on and on on how all what eight movies that i wrote down that i thought could be mentioned where do you want to start talking let's, oh, let's go man chris evans is captain america um kind of kind of it was the movie that everyone was like hey captain america is a viable avenger yeah i mean in captain america one which is a great movie i love that movie but it didn't sell a whole lot of people. And I'm talking about, you know, people selling the role. But that's what it's all about. Um, in Avengers, he was kind of just relegated to, you know, super shield-throwing man. But in Captain America Winter Soldier, they gave him some depth. And I think he played it really well. I'll agree with that. He, I mean, he played the man out of time extremely well, in my opinion. Um, I'm trying to think of what my favorite scene with him with him is I think for me it was especially when he went to uh, when he realized that the Winter Soldier was Bucky yeah like you kind of saw the emotion in him where like he did not want to fight fight at the end yeah Yeah. where he did not want to fight his best friend they had forever that had been brainwashed that was my favorite scene at the end where he stopped fighting him and he said I'm with you to the end of the line that was my all-time favorite. And then he recreated the opening sequence from Skyfall. Basically. 
But I, I think he did a great job in that movie. Andy Serkis. Oh, my. As Caesar. Because they, they did you know the Academy will not accept, like, motion capture acting in, uh, in their... Stop. No. Yeah, no, it's true. And so I had to nominate him because, first of all, that's very physically demanding. And second of all, he just did a great job. He did the voice acting, too. And I feel like that's something to be recognized. Like, I, I wish when you watch that movie, every time the Caesar was on, they had, like, the motion capture of Andy Serkis so you, everyone could see what he was doing. That They should just have a DVD extra where it's just Andy Serkis in, like, a green, the green, like, motion capture spandex suit where he's just running around. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't be creepy. Caesar, Caesar was honestly one of my favorite characters of... 2014 like movie going I just I really love the story and how like just Caesar how he portrayed the or what he did during that movie mm-hmm. I'm at a loss for words because I was so passionate about that movie yes honestly I forgot it came out this year until we mentioned something and I hated myself for it because it was my one of my favorite movies of 2014 but uh, I can't go on enough about Andy Serkis just as an actor in general mm-hmm and what he does in motion capture. All right. Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, Guardians of the Galaxy. Star-Lord. Fun. It was just fun. Well, fun yeah. But I, I find it hard to give him the award. I'm going to say up front, I find it hard to give him the award because it was such a good ensemble movie. Yeah. I, I think... If it had been him just by himself in that movie, it wouldn't have been nearly as enjoyable. No. I feel like he could have done it because he's just kind of a fun, goofy guy and he was kind of the glue that held the, the team together. And that's what I see his roles in in almost every, I mean, not really almost everything, but especially in Parks and Rec. Like, he's just that goofy, like, comic relief. What? Rest in peace. Yeah. I watched that today. I was tearing up a little bit. But uh, he, I still like the role he did. And just the, I don't know, he just plays that goofy part so, so well. Yeah. But like you said, he has such a strong supporting cast, it's hard to give. Because I don't know how that movie would have been if you didn't have the other four Guardians there. Right. Uh, still want to say he did a great job with what he did. I mean, Star-Lord's now a very uh, recognizable character. Yeah, household name almost at this point. It was I mean, one of the highest grossing movies of the year. And then Ben Affleck in Gone Girl. The way he played the role... At first, he was the one who I hated more than anything because I thought he was a woman beater. But then, like, to see, like, slowly throughout the movie, you see the toll that this woman put upon him and how, like, he was being found guilty for something that he didn't do. Yeah. And how he kind of played played her game at her was just kind of really enjoyable. Yeah. and I just can't believe you haven't seen that movie. I need to let you borrow it as soon as I can. I want to see that, and I want to see Nightcrawler, which Nightcrawler. is our Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler, because I've heard his performance is incredible. Oh my! He gets my vote. Tori just likes Jake Gyllenhaal. I like to look he, at him. Oh, well, he had a man bun going in a little bit of this well, movie. Never mind. I take that back. Tori, Tori <laughs> but, hates man buns almost but, as much as she loves Jake Gyllenhaal. So but, they cancels uh, each other out. It's actually absolute zero. <laughs> but it's. It's one of those things where I go back to saying it's hard for me to hate a character. Um, 
I, I always try to find some positive in every character in any movie. And I absolutely, by the end of the movie, I absolutely hated Jake Gyllenhaal. And the fact that he kind of got away with his hands absolutely clean. I was like, this this is not right. <laughs> like, <laughs> But uh, he plays this paranoid, I don't even know the r- proper word to describe him. But he plays this role so well that I just think like. Kind of sociopathic. Yeah. And if I like, from what I've heard, and like, if I like, it's to the point where if I saw Jake Gyllenhaal like walking down the road, I'd be kind of afraid to go talk to him just because he played the role so well. And that's another one I will make sure you leave today with that movie in your hand so you can watch it and tell me what you think. All right, and the last one, uh, Jack O'Connell from Unbroken, who played the the lead character Louis, just because I think he, he did a he did a great job. It's a very emotional movie. Uh, he was separated, you know, from his family, and you know, in the in the internment camp, and just everything he went through, kind of from triumph to just near death, almost. I mean, he was he was dazed from death. His perseverance in that movie was just inspiring. I mean, that of his character, and mm-hmm. he he played the role so well in just showing how broken yet unbroken he was not to play on words or anything but right he was like you said near death and he he completed every single challenge that the japanese forced on him not even that i mean from from the olympics to when he was shot down he was in the raft to being imprisoned then sent to the labor camps right just the whole spectrum and every single person that he was around, he just increased morale everywhere he went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, I mean, that's definitely tribute to the actor. Without the actor in a movie like that, it wouldn't be believable at all. But I'm going to, my vote goes to either Jack O'Connell or Chris Evans. Jake gets mine. I mean, I, I'm kind of torn three ways between Andy Serkis, Jack O'Connell, and Chris Evans. So, such a good good list. Yeah. In any of those movies, I recommend anybody listening to go watch as soon as possible. I've not seen Unbroken, so I can't... I'm not going to vote for something I haven't seen, but... Yeah, it's just... Uh, this is a tough one for me to choose because it, now we're getting kind of to the, the core of the movies. I don't know. I, I really liked Jack O'Connell, but Captain America was my favorite movie of the year. I mean, I feel like I could say that honestly. You know, if Chris Evans did a very wonderful job. Yeah. Like I said, he'd probably he's probably in my top three in that list. And I mean he's looking at us right now. He is. He's staring he's staring so at let's us. Get, let's give it to him. I'm a little I'm a little intimidated by Chris Evans's physique. Just a little. Actually he's staring at us twice, if you think about it. And now uh, he's kinda of staring off into space in that one poster. So oh, yeah. he's staring at your Led Zeppelin poster. He's giving Led Zeppelin the stank eye right now. He is coming for Zeppelin. <laughs> Please don't, Captain America. Well, can we kind of reach a vague agreement? That's How do these Oscar people do it? They probably just don't watch the movie and just throw a dart. I think that's what they do. I'd believe it. 
I feel like that's what all these award shows do. So so around the table, I say Chris Evans. Tori, what's your vote? I'm still torn. Because I'm overthinking it, as I do most things. Right. But without without the other actors and actresses in Captain America, I feel like Chris Evans standing alone probably would not have been as good as he was feeding off of those other characters. And yeah, I guess uh, I feel like Jack O'Connell, he was a standalone actor. The movie. He really did. With the exception of that crazy evil guy, but he really did carry the movie. You know, I'm changing my vote. Thank goodness I don't work in Hollywood yet. I live in the Hollywood of South Central Kentucky. That counts for something. I'm going to say Jack O'Connell from Unbroken. Tori has changed my I was, mind. That's was, was fine. Again, I'm, I hadn't seen Unbroken, so I'll give my vote to Jake Gyllenhaal, but I will make sure to go see Unbroken as soon as possible. And I will watch Nightcrawler This really isn't fair for Phil at all. It's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> everyone on this couch is one-sided. <laughs> it's all good. This is a one-sided couch. Well, that's why we give honorable mentions. So I will say the Dr. C... Oscar, two thirds of the Oscar <laughs> goes to Jack O'Connell for his role in Unbroken with a very special super honorable mention to Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Go, go out and see both movies, folks. Yeah, yeah, they're they're both great. We are running, this is the longest podcast we've ever done, and I'm going to say we're going to have to two-part this one because there's no way we're going to be able to fight down picture of the year. Yeah, how many nominees do we have? We have a lot. So I many. S- I so said I know I had eight for myself. So we're we're going to two-part this one. We're okay. going to leave everybody in a little bit of suspense. Dun, dun, dun. You're going to have to you're gonna come back to Next Dr. Next time C's. on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you have to come back to Dr. C's house calls to find out what will we name 2014 picture of the year. So uh, I really on that, I love a good cliffhanger. What's more Hollywood than a good cliffhanger? I think we should go work in Hollywood. We should, right now. Like Everybody I said, we live in the Hollywood of South Central Kentucky. Well, if you enjoyed this, remember, check back every week for another episode of Dr. C's House Calls and tune into the old-fashioned Good Time Wake Up Show on Revolution 91.7, Western Kentucky University's student radio station from Fridays on Fridays 6 to 9 in the morning. But we'll see you. We'll see you next week when we finally duke it out in a battle royale. Fight. Picture of the year. So have a great week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>